good morning, and it is Thursday, April the 30th, last day of April. Can you believe it? We're already the last day of April, almost to approach May, and uh, man, this has been quite a year so far. But here's some things to rejoice over. I was just thinking, what makes April the 30th so special? And did you know that in 311 A.D., the Roman Empire issued the Edict of Toleration, making it uh, uh, ending the persecution for Christians. And so that's the reason to rejoice is, hey, we've got uh, Christianity. Is, it was no longer being persecuted at, in Rome at that point. Um, also, it was in 1789 that on this day, April 30th, when George Washington, our first president, was inaugurated. And then I just recently learned another reason to rejoice about April 30th is that in 1952, it was Mr. Potato Head was the first toy to be ever advertised on television on April the 30th, 1952. So how many of you had a Mr. Potato Head in your home? It started the craze on April the 30th, 1952. So I don't know if that tears you up this morning, gives you a reason to to put a smile on your face and start the day, um, but I hope it does. And I'm just excited to open God's Word with you and to take a little time. And uh, I want you, we're going to be looking at a, a passage this morning in Psalm 18, but before you, you turn there, I want you to kind of, where you're at this morning, just to kind of whether you close your eyes or not, I want you to imagine a scene of, uh, of that you are up on a high cliff. You're surrounded by an enemy. It's a, it's a large enemy. They got swords drawn. Uh, it, it is a dangerous situation. It's cold and it's dark and it begins to rain. Um, and it just seems like um, this could be a, an ominous situation. And yet... You aren't worried at all. You think, well, why would I not be worried? I'm on a high cliff. I'm surrounded by an enemy. It's cold. It's dark. It's rainy. And the reason you're not worried is that you're in a huge fortified city. The walls that could never be penetrated and you're in the tower with all the provisions that you'll ever need. And so you've got plenty of supplies inside there. You've got water in there. You've got food and they can't they can't penetrate your walls. So it doesn't matter what the enemies do on the outside. And so you go in from the balcony, you go inside, and you have a nice meal in there. It's nice and warm. You're out of the rain, and you have peace. That is the perspective. When I study Psalm 18, that's what I envision in my mind. I envision that no matter what's going on outside, no matter how difficult and challenging the situation is. And man, I've heard about some really challenging situations during, during this time. People with, with families losing their income and then uh, physical health issues and then um, just working through a variety of extra things that are happening. And, and there's that reality. This is, could be happening. But in the midst of this, here is what David says after he's just finished all the years of running from Saul, he says, I will love you. This is Psalm 18. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust. 
my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. Let's just stop there in just those first three verses. And really, that's probably all we're going to touch on this morning. But I want you to think about the fact that no matter what's going on, I mean, you think about David's life and some of the things that he struggled with and wrestled with as he ran from Saul, and he recognizes God was his high tower, his strength, his fortress, his deliverer, his rock. I mean, look, look at it there for a moment and just notice the, the amount of different words that are used, the different metaphors used to describe the way God protects us, the, the, what God was to him and what he is to us. He is our strength. He's a rock, fortress, deliverer. Uh, he's our God. He's a shield, the horn of our salvation, our stronghold. I mean, over and over again, David's just throwing out metaphors to say, man, in God, there is safety. There is protection. I was counseling many, many years ago um, with a family that was going through just a really hard time. They're, they're, uh, it, was, it was a grandmother and her granddaughter, and the granddaughter had um, just gone through a really rough time. Her dad had died of cancer. Her mom was a drug, drug addict, and she was being dragged from house to house as her mom was chasing guy after guy, and and um, it was just seemed so difficult. You could see it on this little girl's face, and she was only 12 at the time, that it was challenging. And I thought as I was counseling through that, trying to help them through that, I thought, man, how, how would you hold up in a situation like that? How would you handle a situation like that? And the answer is, is only unless your hope is in God. Only if your strength and your fortress and your place of security and comfort is in God do you make it through something like that. And while your situation might not be that severe, and praise God, that's a reason to be thankful that God may, you know, uh, yes, there may be that God has allowed maybe some financial hardships or difficulties in different ways, uh, but there is reasons to still thank God for. And so let's just think about, though, um, how God is our protection and really that we can find our peace and security in him uh, as it's talking about here. Uh, and, and so what does he do in the midst of this? And I think there's a great lesson for us. What does he do when the enemy surrounds? Well, he says, um, he, he says, I, I, I'll cry out to him. Uh, I will call upon the Lord. He says in verse three, similarly in verse six, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. And notice, he heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him even to his ears. Isn't that great to know that you can call out to him? You can cry out to him no matter how difficult the situation is. And your cry will come before his ears. Your voice will be heard in his temple. Isn't that amazing to think in the throne room of God, with all of the majesty that's depicted for us in Revelation 4 and Isaiah 6, and just the, 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 the angelic creatures that are serving him, and the lightning and the thunder and the beautiful uh, depiction of the throne, that when you cry out to God, that prayer is heard 
in that throne room. That's what David says. That's, that's an incredible promise for us that I can take it to him. And so we cry out to him uh, and he'll hear us. I remember reading one time years ago about, uh, I was reading a biography on John Patton and he was a missionary to the New Hebrides Islands. And um, one night, and they were, they were hostile natives that were in that region. They were cannibals. And one night, a group of the hostile natives surrounded the mission station that he was in, and they were intent on burning out the Pattons and then killing them. And Patton knew they were coming, and so him and his wife just, they prayed, they cried out to God during that terror-filled night that God would deliver them. They just got on their knees, and, and really all night long, they prayed. And, and, and I remember reading when daylight came, they were amazed to see their attackers leave. They, they never did anything. And so a year later, as they continued doing ministry, a year later, the, the chief of the tribe was converted to Christ. And remembering what had happened, Patton asked the chief what had kept him from burning down the house and killing them. And the chief, chief replied in, dis, in surprise, really, was, well, well, who were all those men that were with you there? And Patton knew that no men were present, but the chief said he was afraid to attack because he had seen hundreds of big men in shining garments with drawn swords circling the mission station. Well, that's nothing more than God's forces protecting God's people. That's, that's the idea there, that you are my strength, you're my fortress, you're my deliverer, you're my rock. And we can cry out to him. We can place it in his hands and he'll protect us. And so God is our protection. He's also our provider. Um, he has there that he is my fortress and my deliverer. Um, he'll provide for your strength. He's going to provide you the strength today on this April 30th. If you're listening today, he's going to provide your strength for today. And, and he's going to give you what you need to make it through today because he's your fortress. He's your deliverer. He's your strength. And he'll, he has his, his supply is abundant. Man, he can provide for you uh, physical resources. He can provide for you emotional strength. I, 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 I love just thinking through like in, in Numbers chapter 11, when the people of Israel are out in the wilderness and they're, they're complaining, oh, we, we had all this wonderful meat and we had all this amazing food when we were back in Egypt and you brought us out here to die. Oh, Moses, blah, blah, blah. And, and Moses cries out to God and he says, oh, God, that you would give us meat. And, and God says, okay, tomorrow I'm going to provide you meat. And Moses is in disbelief. Oh, God, if you were to, if you were to you know, bring all the, the fish out of the sea, would this be enough for these people to eat? And God says, is my hand wax short? Is, is, my ability, is my ability not there to provide? He says, you're going to see it. And if you remember Numbers 11, that God brought in quails that covered the ground. It says that it covered the ground two cubits high. So that's about 37 inches, 34 inches high. And it said in a day's direction and either, either way. So think about this, trying to walk through the camp of the Israelites and you're shuffling through quails, birds that are everywhere, a day's direction either way. And God demonstrates, I have the provision. I can take care of everything. And so when we look at things today in our, in our society and we look at, man, people out of work, and I get it, man. I, I know that's tough. And we see that we're in a kind of a 
economic crisis point, don't let that steal your joy because God's hand is not waxed short. Make him your fortress, your deliverer, your strength. He'll provide for you and he'll provide you the comfort as well. And then he's, he's our peace. He's our protector. He's our provider. And he's our peace. When we, when we see that, um, you know, when we see that he's in control, uh, that we can trust him with that. The, all these metaphors, there's just a peace and a security that comes from that. Someone said that peace that Jesus gives is not the absence of trouble, but it's rather the confidence that he is there with you always. That he is there with you always. Um, in the midst of all of that. And so, um, just some thoughts for today. Just to remember that that God loves you. And what's the response then? How do we respond to that? When we when we find that peace and we cry out to God and, and we, he answers us and we just find that secure in there, what's David's response? Well, he starts with it. I will love you. I will love you, O Lord. His response is, man, I just, I just love my God. And then he says, who's that in verse 3, I'm going to call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And we probably know the song there that comes from verse 3. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And, you know, that's the, that's the whole thing there. Um, our God lives. He's strong. He's powerful. And he's going to save us. And he is worthy to be praised. So today, as you're facing these things, trust him. Remember that scenario. Remember that, that vision in your mind of that high tower, that, that fortified uh, fortress with high impenetrable walls. And God says, when you rest in me, when you find your strength in me, you're secure inside those walls and that high tower, and I will take care of you. Isn't there peace in that? And isn't that good? April 30th is a great day to trust him and just to walk in joy today. And so I hope you do. Let's pray together, and then we'll, we'll go walk in joy today. And, and singing, I will call upon the Lord who's worthy to be praised. Father, thank you so much for just the, the confidence that we have from your word, reminding us that you are our strength, you're our rock, you're our God, you're our high tower, you're our fortress, you're the horn of our salvation, you're our shield. God, we just want to praise you for who you are. And just it's amazing that we can cry out to you in prayer. And even this right now, as we pray together, is echoing through the halls of the temple of your throne room. God, that's astounding that you hear us and you care, that our prayer is coming before your ears. And so, God, we want to give you praise today. And I pray that you'd help us, that we would, that we would keep a right focus and perspective trusting you today. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, hey, go out rejoicing today, April 30th. Enjoy this day. 